0: Well, welcome back once again to our podcast, Rhythms of Grace. I'm Nate, and I'm here with uh, lead pastor Sung Kim of Grace Churches. And uh, we've been talking about rhythms. And uh, today it's a really interesting topic because we've talked kind of about, about like daily rhythms and weekly rhythms. And, and today we're going to talk a little bit more Broadly, kind of like what we might describe as like long-term rhythms. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the easiest way that, that, as we've talked about it, the easiest way to think of that is seasons, essentially. Um,
1: so that's where we're gonna we're gonna start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So seasons. Uh, you know, um, Solomon in the Bible talks about different seasons, and there's actually a song based on what he wrote in in the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, I'm going to play that right now, and many of you will be familiar with this song. I hope this comes through well. I'm just playing this on my phone right now, but here it is. Sing along,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> what I'm afraid of now is that like we owe royalties, or like do we have to do we have to pay that band a nickel, or I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the thing that's interesting about seasons and time is, and again, like that's. Um, when Solomon is talking about all these things, the time to to love, a time to hate, there's a time for war, time for peace, Uh, he's not holding these two things, again, in balance, right, but recognizing that there are different seasons that call for different kinds of activities and different rhythms. And so, for instance, when he says there's a time to speak, he's not suggesting we, uh, and a time to be silent, he's not suggesting that um, speaking and silence um, are to be held in balance, but that there is a season or, or, or moments for one and not the other and vice versa.
0: Right. And essentially, like in that season, you do a lot of one. Right. And, and hardly any of the other and then potentially vice versa.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the implications for that is that he, he's calling us to live full out. In each and every season that we're in. And so when it when it's time to love, love with all your heart when it com- comes to hate. And I think some people wrestle with it. What does that mean to hate? Uh, it means to hate injustice and hate it passionately and hate the things that God hates. And so, and when it's time to mourn, like, you know, and, and there's seasons of grief, like mourn fully. You know, when it's time to dance, um, dance with everything you've got. You know, it's
0: funny uh, because I think about that in terms of, you know, he talks about a time to to sow and a time to reap. And right now is like harvest season Mm -hmm. uh, for the farmers around me. And literally they are in their tractors from dark in the morning until like nine or 10 o'clock at night. All they are doing is harvesting everything that, that they've done this during the summer has led up to this moment. All their machines get in perfect order. Like they make sure that everything is ready to go so that they can just sit in that tractor and harvest and harvest and harvest and harvest
1: harvest 12, 14, 16 hours a day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess as a farmer, you really resonate with this whole idea of seasons, maybe more so than anybody else. I mean, we have like seasonal, uh, you know, winter, fall, all, all that kind of stuff, weather patterns. But like as a farmer, Like, tell us a little bit about seasons and what you do at different seasons on a farm.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting to to note that in some ways, because so much of our, like, American lifestyle, let's say, has moved indoors Mm. and we have HVAC and we have, you know, um, electric lights, we don't feel as impacted by the seasons necessarily. You can kind of still get up at 6 o'clock because you can turn on the light. W- what I've noticed is that, you know, normally when I get up early to do the chores, that that pushes later and later because I, I don't really want to do the chores in the pitch dark. So what I could do literally at 5.30 in the morning in June I now have to wait until 7.30 to do. So you just, your daily rhythm has to adjust to what's happening outside as we move into, to you know, uh, winter and fall. And so there, there, there is, you know, I talked about the way the farmers um, harvest and, and sow, um, but that really is a lot of how our life goes. When, you, when we're kind of in spring and summer, and we'll talk about this more in future podcasts as we kind of focus on each season in turn, but that's kind of the time that we try new things. The days are long. You have lots of time. Um, and, and there's also like in, the, in those early seasons, there's space to try and fail because you have a lot more time to fix a screw up, which I often do. Uh, but also like, let's say we plant something and it doesn't work. Well, if it doesn't work in May, guess what? We still have the entire summer to try to plant something different. Um, And that's not the case in August. If we try something in August and it doesn't work, that's it. It's wasted effort, you know. And so I think of that um, kind of as a parallel also in our lives, depending on the season we're in. Sometimes it's a time to try something new because there's lots of maybe you have lots of energy or, you know, you're an empty nester and you have time and space to try things. Um, And then there are seasons of life, like if you're a new parent or a new mom, it's like, you know what, like, brush your
1: teeth and like, let's call that a win for the day, (laughs) legitimately. Yeah, Yeah, no, and I think it's talking about significant human moments of our lives. And and a lot of times with seasons, there are some things that we can control or decide to enter into. But I think there are also times, especially when it talks like a time to weep and a time to laugh that just kind of come naturally through, let's say, the calendar year, whether it's graduation. But then there are other things that we don't necessarily choose, but we have to come to terms with and accept, like, let's say, grief. Um, or, or, you know, uh, like you said, you're, you're, you move to a new city. Uh, it's just a new season. You move to a new home. It's There's celebration, but there's also like memories of your old home, going back to school and um, you know you 're about to be engaged to to be married I mean so there are all these things human experiences are, are part of different seasons where we begin and end, and I think part of entering and beginning new seasons is is really being able to surrender and release uh appropriate expectations. Um, and, and seize the opportunities that God has given you in that time as you anticipate what's next too
0: Yeah I think I think that's such an important point because again like I said we don't like m- my family and I, we do feel the difference of like the seasons. So for me to enter a season of life that's not tied to the weather feels natural. That actually feels like a natural rhythm to say, oh, you know, whatever happens to be going on circumstantially, I, I, I kind of give myself the freedom to let that impact what I do. But when we don't live our lives uh, seasonally, you know, um, we sort of, it feels like in some ways we've lost the, the grace that comes with with acknowledging a certain season. We kind of feel like we should be able to run at a hundred percent wherever we want to, all the time, and that's not true. Um, it's that's not true of life outdoors or on the farm, and it's not true of our internal life either. But we have to sort of give ourselves the grace t- to live that way. I mean, my wife and I were just on a call with some good friends of ours that um, left Ann Arbor to get a new job, you know, in another state. And the the guy's job is incredibly demanding um, and they have two young kids at home. And so the wife's home life is incredibly demanding. And the season that they're in there, they they kind of feel like we're in a new city, like we should be doing all these things. And it's like, no, you have to give yourself the grace to realize that this isn't like springtime for you, honestly. Right. It feels like it should be, but it's not. It's it's. Fall, or it's winter, and you need to give yourself the grace to just like settle into this job and just settle into life as a young parent and don't create all these expectations about what a new life should look like. Mm -hmm. Just allow yourself the grace to do a few things, but to do them really well.
1: Yeah, similarly, I've talked to new moms who kind of chide themselves because now, you know, with the responsibilities of a new infant. that they they think I'm not reading scripture or I'm not praying the way I used to, and instead they're they're up half the night like you know taking care of the, the baby. And again, it is about embracing the season that you're in and, and being able to identify that and say, hey, during the season, it's okay to let some things lay fallow and other practices to kind of emerge. And we've talked about this too. But even like, you know, brushing your teeth, consider that a win. Like, it's not just a, a small, ordinary thing. You know, Paul says in Romans, like, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. So so even doing something like that is an act of worship. Uh, you know, that, that feeds you in different ways. And so I think even just changing the way we see seasons and life. And so I think a really important thing for us to do is to identify what season are you in right now, right? Are, are there some things that are beginning other things that are ending? Are there things that you are grieving Are there things that you are celebrating? Are, are there things that are requiring intense effort right now? And then are there areas where, yeah, you're just coasting and that's okay. And so I think being able to identify some of those seasons are really important.
0: Yeah, I remember um, when, our, when our oldest daughter was very young. She was hospitalized for three months, essentially. It's a long story that I don't want to get into, but for uh, my wife and I, we were, we were wrecked emotionally by that. I mean, I literally lived at the hospital. I would, um, I would sleep there at night. Uh, my wife would bring me a change of clothes in the morning. I would shower at the hospital, put on my work clothes, go to work, and then I would come back to the hospital. To my wife was 8 months pregnant at the time. Like it was it was a really <laughs> difficult difficult season for us. And one of the things that we found spiritually was that I didn't have the energy for Bible study. I didn't even have the the emotional or spiritual en- energy to manufacture a prayer. Honestly, I did like my prayer was literally like, "Oh my God, please help." That was the only prayer I had, right? Mm-hmm. And we found a a lot of solace in pre-written prayers Mm -hmm. because it was simply like, I can't manufacture something, but right now I'm just going to trust that these words are a way that I can pour out my heart to God and God knows where I'm at. And that was an acknowledgement of the season. And it was, it's still as difficult as it was. There was still some fruitfulness there, Mm -hmm. Um, but it was, it started with an acknowledgement of like, look, I, I can't do more than this. God understands that. Let's find a way to still engage with him in a meaningful way.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Um, you know, one of, uh, uh, an author that I appreciate, Walter uh, Brueggemann, uh, he talks about this whole idea of orientation, disorientation, and reorientation. And I know you're going to talk about something from St. Ignatius, and, and they're really closely closely related, but Brueggemann talks about, like, how orientation is this time in your relationship with God or with life or, or those around you where, um, things are good. You have this inner sense of peace and calm and purpose. Um, and, and then there are times of disorientation where events like, you know, this pandemic uh, just comes upon us. And that that stage of orientation is just turned upside down. And in disorientation, there's a lot of discomfort. There's a lot of pain maybe. And even you're living in between times and, uh, it's, and it's actually during those times of disorientation that God is inviting us uh, to lean into uh, trusting him because those are the moments when you're dealing with doubts and fears and anger, frustration, a lot of things that people are feeling right now in the middle of this pandemic. And so w- what is God inviting you into during those times of disorientation? And then as you walk through that, instead of turning away from it, you eventually enter into what he would call a, a stage of reorientation where you're, you are discovering a new way of being and, and finding a new and different normal with you and God and your relationships with people and, and in the way you, that you just uh, show up in the world. And, and I think for me, that's always been a really good um, template to understand even the different seasons that, that I've traversed.
0: Yeah, St. Ignatius, who founded the Jesuit order, um, had a really similar framework. He called what you describe as orientation, he called that seasons of consolation. And what, what uh, you described as disorientation, he described as seasons of desolation. And really, th- there's a ton of parallels there. You know, seasons of consolation are when you feel yourself being pulled in the direction of God. And everything that you do, whether it's new realizations or a fruitfulness of ministry or relationships, pulls you. you can feel yourself being pulled closer to God. And conversely... Seasons of desolation are, are when you feel like f- for whatever reason, whether it's health challenges or, you know, a, a career that's gone off the rails, you feel yourself, everything you do seems to be like pulling you back from God. And and what he says and what you alluded to is that each of those seasons requires a different mindset. If you try to do the things in seasons of desolation that you found fruitful in consolation, they will not work. You will find yourself experiencing Uh, Judgment as they don't go the way that you wanted to. You'll find yourself experiencing self-loathing as you feel like, why doesn't this work? And you have to shift your mindset to accept which season you're in and respond accordingly. And that's really
1: where a lot of the grace of God can be found. Yeah. Some of the examples you're giving, you don't have any experience in any of that, do you? (laughs) No, (laughs) thankfully.
0: I worked for 10 years as a stockbroker. It was literally a 10-year season of desolation, and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah.
1: Um, well, so um, darn it! I lost my thought.
0: Well, here's a question that I wanted to to bring
1: up. Yeah, you know,
0: um, I, I'm I'm a f- I'm aware that sometimes we and I I'll, I'll, I'll say I use the concept of seasons as a cop out, mm. where essentially I will say like, "Oh, it's just a season," a little bit of like, "I'm just gonna wait for this to pass and then something good shall happen," or or like. Uh, Or like it's a phase, like tons of new parents when their child is just going off the rails, they're like, well, it's just a phase. And and sometimes I think we use the concept of seasons as a little bit like, I don't need to change anything. I just got to wait it out until spring turns to summer. But that's not really the right way to think about seasons.
1: No, it's not. And again, we get caught into thinking like it's just for a season. And yet that's that goalpost keeps moving further and further and further and it changes. And then the next thing you know, what started off in your own mind as a season becomes a lifestyle and more often like a lifestyle of addiction.
0: Yeah, like 10 years in the brokerage industry. <laughs> I mean, legitimately, <laughs> right. I can't tell you how many times I said, "Well, I just have to get, I just have to accomplish this goal or I just have to, you know, I just got to push, work 80 hours a week just until XYZ." And I and I did that for years and years and years, all the while just like telling myself, "Ah, oh, it's just a season, it'll pass." And unless you actually make some changes, those seasons aren't going to change for you. Mm-hmm.
1: So, what are some, let's say we'll call it monthly or quarterly or annual rituals that you or your family engage in to live into different seasons?
0: Yeah, you know, um, I think that oftentimes, so my wife also owns a business, and her busiest time tends to be from, let's say, May through November. Um, And so things really slow down for her in uh, January and February. And so we have started taking a kind of yearly mini-retreat in those, I don't know what we're going to do this year with with covid craziness, but but we would go away and we would take three or four days. We would find generally a remote cabin that still had Wi-Fi um, and uh, and we just plan. We plan. What are the major projects that we want to accomplish for her business, for our life on the farm? um, you know, what do we want? Where are we going to schedule those out? Um, and so we talk about our goals. We talk about what we want to live into more as a family. We talk about what the realities of our, of our growing kids are going to need. And we just kind of map out the big things for the year, um, because there's nothing else going on. We we can't actually do any big projects. The ground is frozen. There's a foot of snow. You know, we can't do any of those things, but we, we take forward progress by planning.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and the thought that I had and and just remembered now going back to something you said about like you can't um, engage in practices that are out of season when it's not the right season. And it's very much like, again, going back to the farm analogy, very much like trying to, and I'm going to mess this analogy up because I'm not a farmer, but like plant in the fall. Right. Is that right? I mean, there are a couple things you can plant in the fall, but only a couple. <laughs> okay. And, and then expecting that you're going to harvest. Like, yeah. uh, if, you, if you screw that up, like, it, it's not going to bear any fruit. Right. And, and so in the same way, identifying what you're, so what season you're in now and then what kind of practices emerge out of that and, and help you grow either roots that grow deeper or fruit that really come out in your life. Yeah, it is interesting.
0: We often get um, questions in let's say November where where people will say, what's the latest project on the farm? You know, we have a lot going on, but what people don't seem to realize is that by November, our, our projects are winding down because there just is a lot less that you can do outside. Um, and really the fall is mainly focused on keeping my wife's business running. It gets so busy uh, that we literally, the entire family sort of pulls together just to make sure that the property is clean and the lawn is cut and you know um and all of that stuff is set up so her business can run smoothly and we don't think about other projects Mm -hmm. we're just trying to keep up at that point
1: yeah yeah no and and when i think of uh, like our personal seasons i think it's a lot more complex than just like weather seasons right Mm because there's a part of your life that you could feel like oh i'm definitely in winter in this part of my life and then other areas of your life where you're like oh no, no this is spring yeah so um I, I didn't prep you for this, but like, what, what, what kind of season do you think you, do you feel like you're in right now?
0: That's a, uh, that's a great question. <laughs> oh, man, that's a great question. In some areas of my life, I would say I am definitely in like a spring or summer. Um, quarantine was really good for me and kind of like a, a forced stop. Um, and I took a lot of time focusing on my mental health and my relationship with my wife. And so in some ways I feel reserves, um, that I would associate like with spring or summer, Mm. you know, legitimately. Uh, I think other things, I think the, the navigating what our church needs to do in this season feels like a late fall kind of a thing where it's like, look, we don't, we, this isn't really the time to start something crazy and new. There's too much uncertainty. And anything that we try, the risk feels really, really high simply because of the uncertainty. So it's 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 helpful that you say you can be in different seasons in different areas because that's
1: exactly how I feel. Right, you know? right. And even as you ta- think about fall, like you were saying about the church and, and COVID, I, mean, that's so true. I think that's true of most f- churches and, and people where there's a lot of pruning going on. Yeah. There's a reassessing of, I've talked to people where they're reassessing their careers yeah. and their jobs, even just saying like, I don't, I don't want to be gone five nights a week right. in this job because my family is too important. Right. So uh, again, like each season could be a really good time to reflect and assess and prepare you for the next season.
0: I just want to say, I'm super proud of you because you do prune in fall. I don't know if you knew that, but that's, yes. what, that's <laughs> when you do your pruning. <laughs> I, I do, I do know r- something about farming. That's right. I'm rubbing off on you a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, any final words on seasons and um, as it comes to rhythms?
0: Yeah. You know, the, the, the last thing that I would say, and I think we've talked about this in other episodes, but it's really helpful to have someone afford an outside perspective on what season you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that can release us from the trap of, of saying, like, this is a season that I'm just going to wait out. Right. Sometimes, especially if you're in fall or winter, it can feel like all I can do is sit here and wait. And having an outside perspective, both as encouragement or support or accountability, they can help you begin to sow in some of those practices that will bring about a spring. And so whether that is, uh, you know, a close friend or a therapist or a spiritual director or a small group, like making sure that especially in hard seasons, you don't isolate yourself. Right is really the only way to ensure—I mean, God is gracious, right? But it's really one of the only ways to ensure that that you will find a path towards spring again.
1: Right. And that's something that we see all the time. Like when people are, let's say, in the dead of winter in their spiritual life or just something in life, the tendency to just pull back and and to isolate themselves— and the thing is, the more they do that, like the, the longer it will ensure that they will stay in winter yep. instead of go on into spring. And so, like, what would you say to somebody where, and I think it's so many of us, right? Like the tendency as you go through hard times isn't to pull other people around you, even if it's one or two other people, uh, but but to really run away from from people, from messiness. Like what, what kind of advice or, or, or wisdom would you uh, share it with them? Yeah,
0: I think, I think that one of the first things that I would say is to find a small something you can do or find a small something that someone else can do for you. You know, those small steps are really, the, if you try to do something massive, the risk of failure is high but if you can find a small step to take or even better find a small step that you're willing to let someone else take for you um i mean just to get really personal in my darkest moments um i i i finally had to tell my wife like look honey i i need to start seeing a therapist i need to talk to somebody but i don't even feel like i can pick up the phone mm. and she said i will make an appointment for you mm. and then like 10 minutes later, she said, your appointment is Thursday at 3, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. that those type of small steps um, can be really, really helpful in letting someone else carry some of the burden for you. And that's feels anti-American, right? Like we mm. should be able to do everything ourselves, <laughs> you know, and like we shouldn't need anybody else's help. But learning to ask for help in in dark seasons um, is is a really, really important small step.
1: Yeah. And in the upcoming episodes, we're going to, uh, like you said, talk about each season in turn and not only describe what does a fall season look like spiritually or relationally, but then we're also going to kind of uncover and discover practices that you can engage in if you're in that season. And, and especially as you talk about darker seasons, let's say winter, um, I mean, th- that, that that's some really like heavy, dark things, but I think also really helpful and healthy to acknowledge, but also to talk through. And so I'm really looking forward to our upcoming episodes.
0: Yep, me too. Hope you can join us. Thanks so much, everybody.